Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors, and you know it's that time of the year, so Black Friday, there's going to be deals, Cyber Monday, it's going to be 25% off site-wide, and that is, I mean, I'm telling you that normally knowing that if you use orcacoors.com backslash bourbon, you're going to get 15% off your whole order, but if you wait until Monday, you're going to get 25% off site-wide. There's other deals going on, there's going to be post-holiday clearance, make sure you go to orcacoors.com and make it last, they have the best roto molded coolers out there they have awesome chasers and barrels and all sorts of good stuff you can get the cup that looks like a whiskey barrel it's awesome go to orcacoolers.com y'all know we've been doing stuff with get picks the app the app is great but there is new stuff coming on december 10th there are going to be picks packs that is groups of three whiskeys or spirits. They they have other stuff besides whiskey that you can put together in a curated box. You could try some stuff out. You could sample before you buy. You could get blind packs. You're going to have to go to the app, and that's pickshop.com. You can find out more information. You can sign up to understand what's going to come out on the 10th. You can also get the app. You can get the Picks app on there. We're working on stuff for the app all the time. We just put out a new update where you can actually see your mutual friends on the app now, which you know you would think would be an easy thing, but it takes development work. So all of that stuff, go to PickShop.com, get the app, check out the Picks Packs, and I'll see you on Picks, y'all. What you got for me, Zeke Baker? Man, you know, I'll tell you what, you get older, you think you know more, realize more, plan ahead for more. You don't. No, you don't. When was the last time you were in a bathtub? I'll throw that out there as a qualifier. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to try to eliminate all that coughing from the, the actual edit, but I did get a little sick. We meant to do this show a couple days ago, like more than a couple days ago, and I got sick. I'm sorry. The last time I was in a bathtub, are you moisturizing your face right now as we're talking? Well, yeah, it's called multitasking, but go ahead. I'm very, very curious about your skincare routine. You got to give me one thing, one stimulus at one time. I feel overloaded tonight, but technically the master bath in my house does not have a bathtub. We could have had a bathtub along with the shower, but we elected to put a closet in the bathroom instead of the bathtub and have a stand-up shower with the rain shower that we've already talked about on a previous episode. Now, there are two bathtubs upstairs. I just don't really feel the need to like go upstairs and take a bath, but I've been known I to get in the hot tub. I'm giving you a simple answer. So I've been known to get in the hot tub. I do like a hot tub, but I don't have a bathtub. Well, I'm going to go ahead and warn you that you're not going to realize it until it happens, but as a grown-ass man, nothing um, is, I guess, like more... uh demasculating than a female walking in on you while you're laying in the bathtub and you hear a conversation and you kind of look down and realize what's going on like oh man Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinker Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. Y'all moisturize yet, Zeke? You need to put a mask on. You okay? Look here. This is prescription-grade stuff. Keeps my face looking pretty along with the Botox I got today. I mean, it doesn't make you look that pretty. What you think? I mean, I do think you kind of look like your face got busted open by the ugly stick, but that's a different story. (laughs) Man, I thought we'd try to keep these shows PC, but if you only start cussing, I can. I'm just saying, you know, you are looking more and more Kramer these days and less like young Zeke. 
it's wintertime. You're supposed to grow your hair out a little bit. Those of us that have hair know the rules. I can't help your privileges got taken away. I make the rules. That's what bald people do. We make the rules. No, because you can't grow out hair if you wanted to. I don't know. You, you, you can't donate to wigs for kids like I did once. You did once, and you had a man bun to do it. It was very, very, very controversial. Hey, I can say I did it. Fair. How are you, my friend? What's going on? I know you are going on a solo ski trip to Breckenridge tomorrow. You don't have the kids for a few days, so you're going by yourself. I mean, that's what you can do, I guess, when you don't have kids for a few days. True stories. Um, I did literally hit up probably every person I know that either skis or boards and like, hey, man, y'all want to go? Like, only a half day at work to begin with. We're closed Thursday and Friday. I don't have my kids for the break this year. So I have five days that don't require PTO or anything else. And I'm not missing anything per se. So why not go ski? Hopefully there's uh, you know enough powder on the ground to have a fun few days and bounce around and enjoy myself. I don't think I'll have a bad time either way. Worst case, I just uh, shimmy down the, the hill from the resort and go into Breckenridge and hang out at the bar for an hour or eight. You never know. I like that pizza place in Breckenridge. I forget the name of it, but it's like Chris's Pizza or John's Pizza or something. And there's an arcade at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, actually. I, yeah. I was going to say very unique name, but no, I know what you're talking about. I, I ate there a few times break the, last year, a couple of times. You know, it's like something lame, like Bill's Pizza or something. I can't even think of the name, but like downstairs, there's a nice bar and pizza's pretty good. You should hit that place up. I mean, I'm sure I will. I, I've got a reservation on Thanksgiving Day evening for somewhere just so I can eat you know, a proper meal for Turkey Day. But other than that, I'm pretty wide open. Where are you going for the big day? I don't Oh, you just said you made a reservation. I didn't know. I did, and I don't remember where. I'll, I'll worry about that on Thursday morning, most likely. Um, I looked it up probably a month ago now when I was booking the trip. There were a few places downtown that were definitely going to be open on Thanksgiving, known for having, you know, cordial time for folks that weren't uh, doing the family type thing at home or whatever. So made me a little reservation, and I'm sure it'll all pan out. I've, I've been through worse. I'm sure it will. All right, everybody, we won't shoot the shit for that long. Typically, what we do is we draw this out for content. This year, we're not because it's been hard enough to like lock Zeke down. And I know y'all want to know what we think about this. I don't know why. I mean, it's just us. But rather than draw this out and have a whole bunch of different episodes and like five different episodes and then a sixth episode wrapping it all up like we always do, we're just going to do this all once. So this is the great BTAC episode of 2022. There's a whole bunch of of them that we are going through. There's William LaRue Weller, there's Thomas H. Handy, there's Sazerac, there is George C. Stagg, and there's Eagle Rare. So when we go through this, thanks to our friends over at Breaking Bourbon, I love the way they put everything together. They take the press release that came from Buffalo Trace and they put it in an awesome format that we can all look at. I also want to give a special shout out to Buffalo Trace. I know they changed around things for their media list this year, and I'm very, very, very happy to say that we were on it. So thank you very much to Amy and the good folks over at Buffalo Trace for providing us these samples. As you know, these samples do not guarantee that we are going to give a awesome review on it we are going to give an awesomely honest review on it so that being said zeke which one do you want to start with i mean i can do whatever my notes are in the order of what i assumed was proof as far as saz eagle rare handy larue stag so it's actually saz eagle rare larue handy stag close uh, enough some semantics right let's start with this year's sazerac this year's sazerac rye 
It was distilled in the spring of 2003 and 2004. It is 90 proof. The proof off of the still was 135 proof. The barrel entry proof was 125 proof. It was from warehouses K, M, and P on the second, third, and fourth floor. 74% of this whiskey was lost to evaporation. It was chill filtered, and the product age is 18 years and six months at bottling. What did you think about this Saz Rye, Zeke Baker? Let's see my notes on this one. I thought that on the intake, it was sweet. It had a nice, um, you know, subtle rye kick to it that, you know, tipped its hand to, you know, the, the mash bill, et cetera. There was some funk that came in behind it. When I revisited this a time or two on some other nips, I thought that the the funk that was there held to the tongue really well. It had a nice tackiness, but it didn't translate into a finish necessarily. The main flavor I got is I kind of uh, went through this and tried to relating things to candies usually or cereals, something along those lines, olfactory memories. A green apple gummy worm was the main thing that came to my mind as far as what this really reminded me of in that essence. And I thought that the finish, again, the, the funk that was there didn't go into the finish but i kind of got what i would equate to like a, a minerality type linger especially if you um you know you grew up on well water or something like that like i did out in the country it definitely kind of had that essence to it i totally agree with you on the funk like it's definitely got a funk there's something just from the the beginning of your palate to kind of mid back palate but it doesn't go all the way to the finish like you said along with that funk i got some orange peels pepper a little bit of cinnamon and maybe a little bit of maple syrup but like i think the orange peels definitely kind of were a little bit of the funk in the sense where it's like it's not the citrusy part of the orange it was definitely like the rind and the that peel kind of like the sour aspect of it you know like not the sweet part of the the orange i think my problem with this one is just that it comes in at 90 proof and i think that's kind of always just the mouthfeel aspect of it like i feel like i can taste the proof i just kind of wish it was a little bit higher like it doesn't need to be 130 like the handy i just wish it was over 100 rather than 90 yeah i, I had a similar discussion uh, a few nights ago literally when we were going to try to record this the first time and you couldn't make it um our buddy west came over you know the first thing he says is hey man where the hell is that b-tech <laughs> you know, like you know, digging around the house like dude you got here before i did what the hell so we're going through these and, and i assume we'll just do banter for each one as opposed to trying to circle back oh yeah let's just be more confusing we had a similar conversation and he was um i guess digging down on it more than i was and i'm like all right well you know going in it's 90 proof you know it's an 18 year product and literally if i'm just gonna have these all at a bar lined up i think it's a Pretty damn good pulper. Take out the cost. Take out secondary cost for sure. And obviously, it's not apples to apples the rest of the BTAC lineup. But you take the variables out you can't control. I mean, I thought this was pretty damn good pour. Here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you to, like, shy away from this at retail. I feel like I'd be stupid. It's like when we have the, the conversation. I mean, because MSRP on all of these is 99 bucks. Now, are yeah, liquor I mean, stores actually going to put them out for 99 bucks? They can kind of stagger anywhere between 100 to 300 bucks when liquor stores put them out around this time and unless it's a terrible liquor store that puts it at secondary to begin with you know like if you're in a raffle or your store's hooking you up at the end of the year they're probably going to charge between 100 and 300 for this it's a good what? whiskey it's a good whiskey i i would pay you know 250 for this it's a good whiskey i just 
just it's the one thing about Saz for me is I feel like if it's that special limited edition release that comes out at the end of every year, I just wish it was proofed not at 90 because you know how I feel about proofing things at 90. I mean, it still goes into the barrel at 125. We don't know what it was at when it was aged, but we know that they had to proof it down to 90. Like there wasn't something in between 125 and 90. There was something better. Maybe. I mean, I get it, but, and I even think the, the whole like store point thing, what 99% of people are never going to see this at a store. I guess the context I really thought of the most was, all right, you see at a bar, most bars, at least they have their standard markup, but it's based off MSRP, not secondary because bars are still going to make money, you know, and you're in there to buy their stuff to me in, in that type of realm, I wouldn't feel bad about dropping the coin for this at a bar whereas normally i think i'd been like do you have any of the other four <laughs> no i mean I, i'm with you i think this is a great pour i think it is a great pour moving on up the line so we both agree we like the sas eagle rare it's 101 proof it is 50.5 percent abv if i look here it was distilled in the spring of 20 it was distilled in the spring of 2005 it's 101 proof it was off the still at 140 in the barrel at 125. It was warehouses HK and L on the first and fourth floor. 70% was lost to evaporation and it was 17 years and five months at bottling. What did you think about this one, Zeke? The first thing I picked up on this, I wrote down brief funk, but I just got to throw out there since we're going in the order that it's not the same funk as the SAS. It, it's very different. It's, I mean, I almost feel like the the barrels they were in, the, the cooperage, the staves, like something was very different other than this being a rye and a bourbon whiskey to be aged roughly the same amount of time. There's a funk to it. It's just much more of the the charred side, whereas I felt like the Saz really had a, a great oak character into it. Like those barrels were nice, whatever they were. Let's be honest. This day and age, the little flash of funk that was there kind of dissipates and moves out pretty quick. I thought it was charred and it wasn't hard or, or bitter or a bite. It, you know, it was a soft type char that, that kind of led to like a, a marshmallowish flavor. Then I thought it just got, um, you know, really thin. And by the finish, it was just completely dissipated. I mean, I hate to say flash in the pan, but most anything I picked up seemed that way. I see what you're saying, and I would just say, like, not to oversimplify the Eagle Rare for me, I just felt like the oak and the dryness of the barrel overpowered all of the other notes that would have been in there, and it just wasn't my favorite out of the bunch, just because I feel like it was a drier bourbon than we would probably like. Yeah, and, and I feel like for a lot of these, there's certain intangibles we just kind of expect and are probably going to be there. But what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Right after they first gone, you know, Eagle, Eagle Rare back at the 101 for the, the seven, And it was great. Yeah, I mean, I think I ranked it number two for BTAC, whatever, whatever year that was. I don't remember. Just, just <laughs> yeah. Getting old as hell. But again, it's not like we we pre-rank these in our heads going in or have like a preconceived notion like, well, here's probably what we're going to get out of this. Here's probably what we're going to get out of that. Like, you know, try to be as open as possible. I just felt like this one fell short, even in the brief history that it's been 101 proof compared to some of the previous offerings. Yeah, I just think that the dryness of it for me was I could give you other notes and the faint other notes I got there, but it was just so dry and oaky. I, I was very, very surprised at the way everything was, especially with this one and, and what you would expect, like how oaky it was. But Maybe we do this in a, a, a rolling fashion kind of thing. Well, so far we've gone through the two. You can pick one of these two at the bar. Which one are you picking? I'm picking Saz at this point, Same. right? All right. 
You see where I'm going now? I see where you're going now. So the next one we're going to look at, if we're going in rank of proof, we are going to look at the William LaRue Weller. So Weller this year, it was distilled in the spring of 2010. It's 124.7 proof. That is the barrel proof. It was 130 proof off the still, 114 into the barrel. It was warehouses C, K, and N on the second, third, and fourth floor. 64% of this was lost to evaporation. There is no filtration on this. And it was 12 years and eight months at bottling. What did you think about this year's William LaRue Weller, Zeke Baker? Well, I just have to throw out my disclaimer that I think I probably do every year. I don't see how William LaRue ends up at the proof it is. Like you said, this is what, second, third, and fourth floor? Mm-hmm. The what, 114 or 115 inch proof, just like what full yeah. proof is. I mean, we've done well our picks. Granted, I guess it's you know usually seven, maybe eight years as opposed to 12 for this, but they're not that far off of the bottling proof. This is second, third, and fourth floor. That's not very high. Like, how does it climb? I mean, obviously, we know how it climbs, but like, it aggravates me. All right. Do you disagree? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> this one, funny enough of this, it was Kentucky corn and wheat and barley from North Dakota with Kentucky limestone water. It was independent stave with a number four char level fun times there. My notes for this one, very simply, first things I picked up were caramel, toffee. I felt like it had a, a sweetness to it that was intertwined with tobacco. There was some light spice moving through it. It had a really good viscosity, and I thought that the finish reminded me of somewhere between a Heath bar and a, like a Mr. Good bar, but maybe dial back the peanut some. Like, not as peanutty as Beam, but but kind of in that space, especially when you mix it with like the Heath bar. I hate when you make me agree with you. I just <laughs> kind of said leather, tobacco, spice, nutmeg, vanilla, chocolate. <laughs> Like everything that you were describing with metaphors, I completely agree with. But, and you know, you both write this stuff down without overthinking it, or I hope we do. But And we don't talk to know. each other first. I mean, we wrote this independently. Yeah, yeah. But if you go back and think about what a wheater is supposed to have, I don't think this really matches textbook wheater, does it? No. I mean, a wheater is supposed to be sweeter. Like this has yeah, some I mean, depth no. to it. It has some complexity to it. I was really impressed by this year's Weller. It's a very good bourbon. But I think in the essence of what people have been trained or are pitched to think of for a wheater, I just don't think it really embodies that profile so much. But it completely messes with you because of the way the proof is and the, the floors it's on and all that other stuff like you love. It's just messing with you like crazy. Anything else you need to, to throw in there on the uh, the William LaRue? No, but where does it rank for you? I'm putting it above the Saz. ER still is, uh, is the caboose currently. So you're putting it above the Saz or below the Saz? Sorry. I put the LaRue above the Saz and then Eagle Rare is the caboose. I am with you just like that right now. Moving on in proof, we are going to go to the Thomas H. Handy. That is the next one we're going to. It was distilled in the spring of 2016. It is 130.9 proof. That was the barrel proof. It was 135 proof off the still. Barrel entry proof was 125. The warehouses were I, L, and M. On the second, fourth, fifth, and sixth floor, 31% of this was lost to evaporation. And it is six years, four months at bottling. What did you think about this year's handy Zeke? Somebody must be superstitious about the third floor. I ain't heard one yet that came off the third. No, this year they are not liking the third floor. <laughs> I mean, is, is there some like weird uh, bourbon thing that I don't know about? Like the third floor. Nah, bro. <laughs> That's where we put the filler. 
<laughs> Weird, right? I mean, any rate, I'd like finding dumb anomalies, but I'll leave it at that. And I'll also say that I think Handy's the biggest wild card, right? Yeah. There's been years where I or we both thought it crushed the lineup and years where you're like, mm, yeah, not so much today. That being said, for this one, I thought it was a very big, rich spice um, with some underlying funkiness that came into it. The spice was de- definitely hot. You could blow it off, so to speak, in the essence of like when you taste something, leave your mouth open enough, get a little airflow in and out. That that alcohol vapor is going to come off some, and then hopefully you can get the, the flavors you know sinking down on the palate. And from that, I was able to get some tobacco down under, but th- that was really all I picked up on this. I mean, there was some of the the natural like candied type flavors and things in there that you'd expect from a cash strength rye it wasn't really prominent in any direction and, and i didn't even write down any other flavors as being like mm, that one jumped out at me you didn't even get the orange i mean i did but i mean to me that's part of the candy thing but again it's a it's a cash strength rye i mean i try to point out congeners or things that you know might be a little different or, or stand out in ways other than the textbook profile of well you're drinking a six-year cash strength rye you can expect x y and z well no shit oh they've all got that i mean i got a lot of like the nose was orange red wine and caramel for me and then the taste i mean it was like a lot of orange and chocolate and spice and stuff like that but i mean what you would expect from a rye right like it's spicy and then i would expect that there's always a little bit of orangeness to a handy end of the day though i am still william larue then the handy then the saz then the eagle rare i'm saz ahead of handy you are i mean there's been years where the richness the flavors everything else superseded the the spice like it's always there like it's rye but there's just been years to where it, it was just such a i mean almost like okay car- wait 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 profile wait i just took another sip of the handy there is a funk on the finish that the saz does not have I just think the overall, the Saz is a more rounded pour. You swayed me. You made me go back and revisit it. (laughs) And I don't want anybody to think that I am like bowing down to Zeke Baker right now because I'm not. But I I revisited this and went back and took another sip. And there's just something there on the finish on the handy. So I am William LaRue, Saz, Handy, Eagle Rare right now. Yeah. If anything, if there's, I guess, um, you know, a prejudice, it might be like, say, from some of those previous years to where the aspects of the handy that, that came off and popped so much were the the sweeter sides, the, the fruitier, you know, candied caramels things, and then just a little bit of rye behind it and, and a, a sweet finish. And this just doesn't really do any of that for me, unfortunately. Last but not least. And, you know, I will say <laughs> I always kind of have a bias to stag. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. It's always kind of like stag is kind of my safe word if you tell me what are you gonna do every year i know i did that on purpose buddy i saw your face don't worry why are you telling me i'm never gonna need to know it because what people can't see is you're trying to take a sip of your drink right now so i'm just gonna say it over and over until i get you spit up that drink but this was distilled in the spring of 2007 it is 138 point seven proof that's the barrel proof it was off the still at 140 proof into the barrel at 125 proof it is warehouse k on the first and are you ready for this zeke baker oh shit first and third floor 75 <laughs> percent was lost to evaporation there was no filtration and this was 15 years and five months at bottling what did you think about this one zeke well before we dive in i'll say I at least wonder are these the same barrels that weren't quote unquote ready last year? Or do you think they scrapped them all and went to a different set? It's a great question. I don't know. 
I mean, I almost wonder if, and clearly I don't take the time or have the energy to like look at last year's press release when they announced that they weren't going to bottle it. But I wonder if in that they did like put like, hey, we pulled these barrels from these areas that we thought we were going to use. We tried them. It wasn't there. I wonder if this they is did not do that in the press years. release. Yeah, I didn't think it would be in the press release, but for shits and giggles, it is kind of uh, interesting to think like, did they scrap the entire project and go find other barrels? Because I mean, it's Buffalo Trace. If anybody's got stocks of inventory, it's those guys. Or did they just say, well, let them sit another year and maybe they'll come around? You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, first date didn't go too well and you don't call them for a while. And then six months later, bored and like, hey, I know the first time didn't work out too well. You want to try this again? It's been a while. I have a theory. Okay. My theory is that these two were never meant to date. And after that first date, they <laughs> should have let sleeping dogs lie and went to another set of barrels. Oh, so you think these are all the same? I kind of do. Okay. I mean, it, to me, that makes the best sense because this day and age, nobody's letting it go to waste, which, I mean, I guess Eagle Rare and Stag have the same mash, right? Isn't that all mash one or two or whatever? Yeah. Stag and Eagle Rare have the same mash, though. Yeah. So nobody's letting juice go to waste, clearly. And the only other option would be if they don't end up putting it in a GTS would be maybe mingling it into just what used to be Stag Jr., but man, that's some old juice at a low price or turn, try to turn it into Eagle Rare one day. This one, and it's a return, right? It's all the people that were complaining about what the proof was. And they're like, you know what? If you're going to complain about what the proof was, we're going to turn it all the way up to 138.7. We're going to give you what you want. But at the end of the day, I just felt like this was hot. Same. Well, and two, like for anyone that hasn't been to like Buffalo Trace, done the tour, seen where they have like their, whatever that cold room vault is, with all the epic age shit you know yeah i mean they've planned out all of their ltos years in advance i mean you go in that cooler and whatever that warehouse is and there's barrels of van winkle stocks five to seven years out william larue seven years out like it's already been determined what they're going to do with a lot of this stuff it's not like they're tasting it on the fly and going oh that's a good one put it in the mix like no it, it, it's all done it totally is but I mean, this one's just i don't know you know what the crazy thing is though i still rank it above eagle rare i mean you give notes first i mean i can give notes but i mean i got I some spice <laughs> and some chocolate vanilla maple syrup but i got just a lot of heat like the heat just overpowers everything and it's almost like so when I say spice and chocolate and vanilla and maple syrup, it's like all burnt spice and burnt chocolate and burnt vanilla, burnt syrup. Same. I mean, I, I said char leads into a, a very smidgen of cherry strawberry kind of flash, but it's not strong. Then it goes back to char finish. I guess if you wanted to be broaden your horizons, you could say there was some mint or some funk or something there to it, maybe. And then I just put overall a lot of singe and very little flavor. Yep. And I mean, it's been a minute since I've had a stag slash stag junior since they changed the name and, you know, whatever. But I think it's like four roses and we'll always call it yell label. The squat bottle stag's always going to be stag junior. I don't, you know. It's still junior, <laughs> you're right? Not, you're and not they're... breaking me from, you're not breaking me from that habit, you know? <laughs> but there's been a couple of those juniors that were so hot. Well, there have, but how many juniors have there been that I think would smoke this thing right out the door? Oh, I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, I think there's some juniors that are just like this, where like, that's where it's like, you're playing with fire, right? At this point, sometimes you're going to get burnt. Sometimes you're going to be okay. This one, you got burnt. 
I, I agree with you. Um, and like I say, I mean, that, that was my thought and what I told, you know, some friends and, you know, messages where we put this out, like, because everybody wants to know about the GTS just because normally it's got the best yield. Theoretically, it's the most likely someone might be able to get from a store at retail and whatnot. And I just almost said, man, like, I thought it was really hot and it's been a minute since I've drank a Stag Junior. From what my memory tells me, there's quite a few batches of those that not make this look very impressive. I guess for lack of better words. So I guess end of the day, we look at this. I have William LaRue Weller, Sazerac, Thomas H. Handy, George C. Stagg, and Eagle Rare. About where I am, man. And I mean, honestly. You could flip-flop the bottom two and it doesn't really like matter. I don't feel like re-nipping them, but as opposed to I am to just straight heat these days, if they're the same price at a bar, I think I'm going Eagle Rare, dude. There's just, I don't know. I feel uh, bad saying it, but like to have missed a year and then this was the comeback. Mm, I mean, I guess it's like, who was that last team far tried to come back with? Was there somebody after Minnesota? The Jets. <laughs> yeah. Like, to me, this is that. You like, never go to the Jets. Back. What? You never go to the Jets. Well, at the same time, like, you know, he came back in Minnesota. It was, he made a run, had a playoffs. It wasn't bad. But then that next time when he came back, like, Dog, come on, man. This was like Montana <laughs> with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same thing. But you know, like, all right, you get one bounce back, but you got to do something decent with it. I mean, I don't know. I was, I don't, it definitely wasn't like a Brady to the Bucks and a Peyton to the you know Broncos kind of thing. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, especially how excited I'm sure the enthusiasts are for GTS to be back. Folks love it. We've loved it plenty of times. I am biased to GTS. We all know this. Yeah. Like, and, and then I think when anyone that actually cracks one of these, I'm like, bleep, it's, F-bomb, F-bomb. <laughs> it's also why I can't bring myself to put it last. Like, I just can't because of my bias. I'm telling you that right now. I'm going to tell you publicly that I will take heat over oak every day. I guess in the sense, especially if I knew I was going to taste these in the order we'd ranked them, I'd bump it out because by then, that heat's just going to be hotter. And whatever palate I got left, I, I'd rather get what flavors in the Eagle Rare and keep it rolling. <laughs> All I want to say is I want to emphasize the positive, though, because I do think the William LaRue and the Saz are really, really good this year. If you're looking and in, in a lot of people write, like, let's put this in context of the questions I get. And I'm sure you get these questions too. Everybody's like, listen, my store called me. I get one pick. Like, what's my one pick? Go William LaRue. And if you can't get William LaRue, go Sazerac. Like, those are kind of the questions people want to know. Like, let's look at this positively. The Weller and the Saz are really, really good. The Handy is good, not great. And then there's a huge drop off, I think, when it goes to GTS and the Eagle Rare. Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, me, I kind of at this point dial it back into even the, the bar or restaurant space. Cause I think for most people, that's really the only way they're going to get them. All these, as far as I know, at least I think have very similar MSRPs. Your restaurant markups going to be what it is, but I wouldn't feel bad ordering almost any of these as an ounce from the bar. Like, is you know what you're paying, but the variance in profiles and what you're going to get out of it, you're not going to get something that you're mad about, I don't think. At least if you know what you rye, bourbon, et cetera, going into it. Yeah. 
but man, kind of funny about the little ninety proof SAS kicking in there, right? Right. And it's not even the it's not even tank stuff anymore. It's all BT product, right? Right. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed with us going over forty minutes doing like a review, and we didn't even banter that much. Like this was a heavy, heavy review show for us. Well, there were five samples. I mean, we rarely try to incorporate that much into one review, but I, mean, I, I agree with you when this should have been one big show. Shoot our wad and keep rolling. <laughs> Thank you to Buffalo Trace for sending us these samples. Thank you, Zeke, for spending some time with me. Hope you have a good time in Breckenridge. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Normally good old Nashville, Tennessee. And if anyone hears this and happens to be in Breck uh, for Thanksgiving weekend-ish, fire away. I should be out there somewhere. I'm going to try and put this out for Thanksgiving. So cheers. Ciao.